Yes, here I am at the Grand Auditorium. No. So, <laughs> you see that in a way, the selfing is a way to organize what's going on here. So that, obviously, they've already proven the brain takes in tons of data, but actually selects very few of it. And it uses that data to produce a world, yeah? To make something that can, that it, that its organization principle, the mental state called selfing, so that it can understand what's going on here. But there's a loss in a way. If you understand what's going on here and you believe everything is real and solid and substantial, you know, everything that's material is given value, and let's say space is like etheric, wishy-washy, fairyish, you know, but rock solid, you know, built strong, it's always about this place as real as what possibly can be, yeah? With that understanding, hey, you know, maybe Die Hard 8 will seem like a, fi- a fucking great Friday night, you know? You know what I mean? I mean, maybe if I can just make it through the week and I get enough money, I can maybe go to a movie, get charged like $15 for 3D glasses, and something I swore 10 years ago put up with, which is uh, advertisements and commercials at the movie theater, where before when I was young, I swore I'd never paid more than $10 ever for a movie, and I, and I love that they never have, and now you're watching First Look which is about shows that never even make it. You know, that's the, it's like first look, last look. You're just like pulverized because they know they'll take it. You just, we just keep taking more and more and more, more and more. Then they shrink the bottles from 12 ounces to 11 ounces, and you start thinking you're like in an HO scale world. You go, these look smaller. <laughs> What? Didn't I get more ounces when I used to buy these sodas? Or the box gets big, but super, and you open it up, and it's like one-fourth. They could have moved a family in there. It's like one-fourth of cereal, and then just space. But, oh, look at this box. This is, I got a big box of cereal, but there isn't a lot of cereal, but there's a big box. So I look like I've arrived, but what the hell is that? That's the whole problem with the idea of doing and having yourself. We're trying to produce outside of ourselves, which is inherently inside. So that state of being isn't portrayed by a woman standing next to a Mustang convertible. It's not. That's sort of like they give us these substitutes and, oh, if I had that... You know, I just, it would be so, you know, add on, so wonderful. And so we believe that if we get enough outside, if we do and have enough, it will produce a sense of being. And the kicker is we believe it will stabilize, which it never will, because all that the doing and having can produce is another mental state. It can't produce what's unproducible. It doesn't mean what's unproducible is not here, it's all here. That's why we miss it. It's completely here, but it's not produced. We can't remember it because it was never not here. That's why we can seem to forget it because we're not recognizing it because it's like, it's like if I was born and someone put a hand on my shoulder from the day I was born and it wasn't taken off 
for like 40-something years, I would have tons of stories about why this shoulder droops, you know what I mean? Why, you know, I lean this way when I'm driving, and oh, it's harder, I don't have the movement I have with this one. And I have all these stories, but they're not even close to this, to what's happening. You'd only know it if it lifted. When the hand lifted, you would go, Jesus Christ, I had a five-pound hand on my right shoulder my whole life. That's what was going on. You would know the quote-unquote problem from the solution. You'd never know it from the problem. And especially when, in a sense, and it's not a problem, we're just using that terminology to sort of point to its, its ability to produce an irritability, restlessness, and discontent, you know, or an agitation, a constant agitation, or a chronic agitation. Well, the whole thing is, if the act of being identified is the problem, then you'll never know it because you take yourself to be the hand. Yeah? It's like the pooper-scooper story that I always use, where the guy... I won't go in anywhere, can I see? All these people are laughing. <laughs> because they, they've heard the story before. But basically, the real problem is, he thinks he has an answer to the problem. Yeah? Where he can pick this, the shit up really fast, and he has a lot of people think, you know, asking his advice and you know, subscribing to his website and buying his pooper scoopers, and he's got outfits like jumpsuits you can wear while you're doing it and just rip them off at the cocktail party. Wow, yes, with like Bill Graham on here or something, or Jimmy Graham. And so when, a, when a, someone comes and says, hey, I think I have a solution, he's, what's the problem? The mental state has adapted to, to use that seeming problem and mind and identification out of it, uh, 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 an image out of it. And it, that's like a gold mine to it. And part of it being a gold mine to it, you may be bitching about it for the rest of your life, but underneath the bitching, that's what it wants. Yeah? So when it hears the solution, hey, just find the dog, it doesn't want it, its whole career. It, it isn't like it rushes like you would if something finally pre like presented a, a, a radical, stabilized sense of relief. You would think you would rush towards it, but there's a, a mental pause because you're identified as the pooper scooper master. <laughs> I mean, you're a circuit speaker. You've got books out, and you have another book coming out. And you got a tour to do. You'd be like, there would be like a pause to rush into the solution because the act of being identified is the problem. Yeah? It's not the shit. It's the identification as the one who has the shit or the one who has mastered the shit or the one who's under the shit. That's the identification itself. And when that's seemingly in place and it's never in place, it just appears to be in place. Yeah? There's no place for it to rest or become stabilized, but it appears to be in place. So it's, it's constantly broadcasting this mental image, not where you think. It's using what's already been broadcasting to broadcast that it's you that it's happening to. Yeah? So when the mental state remembers you, you're remembered as a body. When a mental state is worried about you, it's worrying about you as a body. Yeah? When it pictures you in the future or the past, it pictures you as a body. So it's very easy to see that if you weren't 
if you didn't have a sense of what's behind or prior to all that, it would be very easy to fall into the habit of taking yourself to be Paul, this action figure. Yeah? And it may even lead you to having so much disappointment in attempts to feel a little bit better, you may even go to the last house on the block, and in this case it's called a temple or an ashram, and you may enter the spiritual life, but the whole format's still in place. If you start doing spiritual practices, they'll be the doer of spiritual practices. That's how it will be taken. The spiritual practices won't override that sense of doership. They will just adapt to the sense of doership, and now you'll be a spiritual person, like before you were a drug addict person. Yeah. It would be just another uniform. You would tell in the beginning it looks different, and maybe you feel a little different, but the base, basic underlying uh, conditions in place, you're bonded to this idea of being a someone. And that someone comprises all of these things that have been claimed by the mental state. And they are doership, thinkership, feelership, seership, hearership, all those things. All those things are being used to keep applying the glue so that the big M mind takes itself to be what the mental state represents. Yeah? So the big M mind will forget itself by becoming identified as a body. So it's in the act of constantly remembering myself as a body that I forget what I am. Yeah. I can't remember what I am because when I try to remember what I am, I'm trying to remember it as what I'm not. So that gets defeated. I can't look for what I am because what's looking is what you're looking for. I can't study what I am because it's indescribable. It doesn't have any quantities. I can't capture what I am. Yeah. I can't have what I am. So what do I get left with? An idea of what I am. So um, if, I, if I approach the truth from the identification as Paul, it's like, it's like, you ever see that movie, The Blob? The old movie. It was the most hilarious thing because it only moved like an inch an hour. So people would say, oh, here it comes. Let's have a picnic, you know, hang out. Oh, it's Wednesday. It's getting closer. The blob is never going to reach its quarry because it's moving so slow. But in, in the selfing, whatever it comes in contact with, you know, through actions and experiences and faculties and perceptions, it claims to be the one that's doing it, the one that's being done to it's constantly claiming, just like the thinking. It's constantly in the act of claiming or assuming that it's what's being thought about or the thinker. Yeah. It's, that's what it does. It does this all the day. And it doesn't matter how many ice skaters are on that ice. It doesn't matter what they're doing, the pirouettes, da 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 it does, has, It's no threat to it whatsoever. You know, 5,000-year-old spiritual heritage, still eat that for lunch. Oh, yeah, it'll just adapt, and there you'll... The same thing, just like in recovery. The same voice that was telling you it was a wise idea to shoot coke is the same voice that's critiquing your program. It hasn't. It, it didn't even miss a beat. It just was. It like a, a, a minor little hiccup. He went into the wardrobe room and you know there goes the tax and everything. And here I am. <laughs> now I'm recovering. <laughs> 
And then when it, when it shares, I'm recovered from a hopeless state of mind and body. They forget the word seemingly. A hopeless state of mind and body, because you'd be something really special if you could recover from a hopeless state of mind and body. No one can recover from a hopeless state of mind and body, but I have recovered. It doesn't say that. It says seemingly hopeless. So all the hopelessness is truly rooted back into how you're seeing everything. And it's the case. You do, you do uh, the program of recovery, and you do that first inventory process, the fourth step. And we had there's some people that put out a nice uh, hemp, uh, helping like uh, printout with four columns, where you have the person or the institution or the place that you're upset with or were upset with or mad at. Then the person, right? Or what happened? What did they do? Then how did it affect my instinctual agenda? And your instinctual agenda has been totally, the body's instinctual agenda, brain and body's instinctual agenda has been totally hijacked by the selfie. So instead of just being happy with shelter, you're concerned about like your fourth house that you're buying, you know. You'll be totally anxious about your fourth, you have three houses already, you know. You know what I mean? It gets, it blows everything out of an incredible proportion and then needs become wants and it can become really excessive. Yes? So here, so we look at that, and in the fourth column it says, let's ask ourselves four simple questions. This is where the relief is. Because someone at a bar tonight knows who they're mad at and why. They're doing the first two columns, probably right on Clement Street, right now. And what, they, what they're motivated to do is have another drink. <laughs> but just moving, moving our attention, just two, just two little columns on a paper, to what was my role in things, opens up an incredible panorama of relief. Why not stop there? Why stop there? Take it farther. Take it farther like the Course in, of Miracles would uh, put out, which is you and I are giving everything all the meaning it has. Whoa, jeez. Okay, I don't like this, this movement. It seems to keep coming back to right where I am. I may have to question why I take myself to be, because everything seems to be dictated by here. Yeah? I can override fucking anything here. You know, I can override what you call a good day. I can override two million dollars. I can use two million. I had a guy come over, had a he got two hundred fifty thousand dollars in inheritance, and he was screwing himself about it. Oh, I I think I'm going to feel so. Di- my friends aren't going to be feeling comfortable with me anymore, and it's it's like a real burden. I said, well, kick down. Give me seventy thousand. You know, I mean, I'll enjoy it today. I said, you're freaking insane. <laughs> the golden goose is laying an egg, and you're afraid of <laughs> who's going to wash the dishes with the omelet. It's crazy. <laughs> you know, just freaking, how can you, can't you just receive? Yeah, jeez. So, you take it back, Father, all right, a great, a great Zen master, Hoang Po, says, whatever can be perceived cannot be perceiving. Well, there you go. I thought this was me. <laughs> but this isn't what's perceiving. Then what the hell is perceiving? It's not out there, obviously. It always takes you back, not forward. Taking you forward may be a misstep, because the first step may be part of a dance you not you don't know you're involved with, which is the dance of selfing. Yeah? That doing and having will just infer there's a doer and a haver. That sitting and silence will 
just infer the sitter and the silencer. The knowing God will just infer a knower of God. It will still be emphasizing this, 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 this. Even the hope or the or the drive to find not this will be found as this. You can't escape the programming. You have to realize you were never in it. If you try to get out of it, it's not going to work because it's not your programming. It's just the body-brain programming. Yes? So the great solution is not from the problem and not going from the problem to a solution, but prior to the problem. The impossibility of what seems to be so becomes obvious to you. You see, this is an impossible event. How could the source of all love feel like it's unloved? How could, this, how could everywhere and always feel the pangs and the suffering of separation? It's an impossibility. When I was a kid, I wasn't thinking, will I be here next week to play? I didn't have an idea of time yet. Therefore, I did, hadn't entertained the crazy idea I could be out of a moment. Yeah. I hadn't entertained the crazy idea. I could be somewhere else other than where I am. It's only when the mental state developed that these insane ideas became like the norm. You know what I mean? There's a whole, there's huge businesses built on getting into the moment. Huge businesses. Getting into the moment or judging how little you are in the moment. And if you just did this or had this, that would catapult you more into the moment. The whole, the truth is you can't be out of any moment. There's no moment without you here. There's nothing without us. Yeah? Every sound, for it to have the experience of a sound, has to be heard. Yeah. We are the hearing, not the hearer. That's the mental idea. We are the hearing of the sound. And you can take, to me, that's the... The most constant sound is the vibrational thing going on inside. I don't know if it's inside, but you hear a lot of vibration, yes, during the day. It's just going off. Maybe it's tittiness, whatever that thing, that ear thing, but it's very enjoyable to me. And I've sat many times with that thing just going off, because it's on all the time. I can hear it now. I can sense it now. So, but when I go back, as far as I can go back, I can't hear what's hearing that. Yeah. I can't hear what's hearing that. I can't see what's hearing it. I can't feel what's hearing what's hearing it. Yeah. Because that's what I am. And what I'm not is never going to have an experience of what I am. So take it all the way back. If you take if you let everything go back as far as it goes, it ends up right where you think you are. What stumps us is we believe it hits this with like this little physical happy face, and then okay, that's the end of the inquiry. But no, let's there was a great old guy called Douglas Harding who had this book on having no head, which is really cool. It was a really beautiful way to point at something. And he was in the Himalayas. He could have been in the Catskills. Don't make it. It wasn't a big deal. It was, let's say he was on San Bruno Mountain, right here, right in, in the, the least spiritual place, Daly City, <laughs> in the world. And there it was. And so he was looking, and he saw his body. He looked at his feet, but he couldn't see his, face, his head. So he said, oh, Jesus, who says there's a head here? 
You know what I mean? I just see I'm ahead, so I assume I'm ahead. But maybe this is just the space that's allowing everything to appear. That we don't stop here, you know? We're just the space for everything to be happening in at all times. We are that space. What the hell? That's a cool... That's Follow that a little bit. See what happens. See what would happen if... All right, let's see if I can hear what's hearing. Let's see if I can ever see what's seeing. No. You're never going to be able to see what's seeing. But there's tons of seeing going on, yes? Don't you sense it? You must be that which can't be seen. This can't be it. Huang Po just saved us tons of time with that. Whatever can be perceived can't be perceiving. So, all right, take it a step back. All right, what, just like in recovery meetings, I, sometimes I'm at a meeting and it gets really close. The people go, oh, I can't believe how, you know, everyone's sharing. And people go, I can't believe how everyone seems to think just like I do. You know, and feel like I do, and do the things I did, and I'm going, yeah, yeah. Make the next leap. If they can, if they all think like you, they can't be your thoughts. <laughs> if everyone has the same feelings, they can't be your feelings. Yeah, you're not unique, separate. You're not, you're not an individual. We're all living underneath the tyranny of a failed mental system which has alcoholism affixed to it. So we as a special subgroup of self-centeredness, we get together because the, the effects of that alcoholism on the self-centeredness does what? It amplifies the qualities of self-centeredness. So if I have the quality of jealousy in self-centeredness, I drink, I'm up on stalking charges a couple of months later. Everything gets amplified. If I have a sense of entitlement, I drink, fuck it, I'm shooting up the first person every time. <laughs> you know, all this just gets amplified. Yeah? So, the, so we, are the, we, we have a great gift because it went so far it became unmanageable. It, just, it, it isn't alcoholism, it's actually self-centeredness, but amplified by alcoholism goes too far, which is showing a possibility to every other person here. If they wouldn't just separate us as being different from them by calling us alcoholics and addicts. It's the same mind. It just hasn't taken them as far, but the possibility is there. Yeah. So here I go. So, you know, I go to so many of the meetings that I'm sitting there, and they just... They recognize the similarity, they recognize the commonality, but that stubborn, the stubbornness of selfing just keeps, it just prevents the next jump, you know, which is, Jesus, how could these be my thoughts if you, 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 and you have them? <laughs> Doesn't it blow up ownership if everyone has the thing that you think you own? Or that everyone seems to be done by. I don't. We think we're doing it, but that's actually the effect of being done by. The selfing is we've been done by selfing, which causes us to think we're the doer of tons, just tons of stuff we have nothing to do with. I mean, absolutely nothing to do with. Yeah. How can you provoke a feeling? Tell, all right, make a feeling of. It. All right. Let's make a. Let's say it's a, a feeling of happiness. 68 degrees, you know, not always, not totally happy, but let's, alright, you're getting, alright, let me see. Are you keep, you're just, you're just throwing dots at sensations from people, you know, we were taught, 
Some people have excitement mixed up as nervousness or anxiety. They can't even enjoy their life because they think when they're excited they're getting anxious, which they're not. It's excitement. You know? We just throw in dots. And, oh, yeah, I, you know, I'm, I just entered a lifelong depression. Fuck. You had, a, you had a little indigestion in your stomach. That's what happened to me when I first got sober. I would start having these metaphysical quandaries. I mean, I felt so altered. And I'm thinking, oh, this is, you know, the sky's going to open. All I needed was a bologna sandwich. I hadn't eaten. <laughs> that was all it is. I thought I was having a spiritual event. I needed lunch. <laughs> it's insane. I mean, we just and then we find authorities to verify our, our absurdities. This whole point is going back. You know, whatever you can do can be changed not by doing, but by having a view about the doer. You know, to end, start entertaining the idea that I'm not the meditator. I would guarantee that meditation would probably produce a lot more than you imagine if that was. Question, yeah? It's just that. It's always just going back to the false subject. I remember it started happening to me once. The, the logic of my mental state was noun and verb, yeah? There was all this verbing with nouns placed to give it direction and meaning, yeah? So instead of life is happening, it would be life is happening to me. And then all little things that were happening in life, I'd always be the reference that they were happening to or I was generating happening, yes? So it was, this verbing maybe have been too scary for my mental state, so it puts a noun in there. So, so it's happening to you. Okay, I can write a story about that. If it's just happening, you know, it's not as dramatic, but it's happening to me. All right, then what happened is something dropped in, a download came and leveled the field. All the imaginary noun dummies were knocked over, and I saw it's just all verbing. All verbing. No noun to be found. No thing amongst all these things. Yeah. And it, it changed. And from the solution, from that occurring, I could start seeing the problem that the mental logic just runs into its own illogicalness. Yeah. If you take it back, it will just turn up the gears. It can't make sense. Just like when, when things demonstrate as a way of really working in a strange way, First of all, it's our judgment that they're strange. We try to term them as paradoxical. But why is it paradoxical too? A failed thought system. <laughs> when it sees how things could really go, it seems paradoxical to it because it threatens it. Yeah? This is, and, and so we, we put out, oh, that's paradoxical. What's, what's giving it that meaning is the fucking insanity. When you were a kid, you weren't, you, you know, coincidences, all this stuff was, that was the norm. Yeah? It wasn't unusual. It's when the mental state got developed and the wonder and awe went out of our lives and all that spontaneity went out of our lives. Then instead of running in the room with no clothes on and just, now every room I've ever walked in, there's been thoughts going along with it. Yeah? Who's in here? What's going to da da da? On and on. The, it's like, before the game was played, it was great. Then Howard Cosell appeared in the booth, this fucking made-up booth, and has been fucking <laughs> narrating the game from then on. It sucks. I just want to find a sideline, but every sideline is still in the game. Because you can't get out of what you're not in. 
You can't escape from an imaginary place. It's that fundamental frustration is the source of all relief. When you finally realize, Jesus, the solution is prior to the bondage, not after the bondage. That my inherent state is still my inherent state. No matter how many coats of paint my mental state has tried to put over it, it's still that inherent state. It can be cut, just it can be covered, it can be avoided, it can be denied, but it can't be removed. Just like you cannot get out of the parameters of a moment. You can't escape this, ever. We try to make it look like we've escaped it by making up time and by saying the past and the future is more important than this. But this is always the, what holds all the past and all the future. Every time you're thinking about the past, you're never thinking about the past in the past. And every time you're worried about the future, you're never worrying about the future in the future. It's all now. It's constantly defined, and this little demigod has no power to change the basic facts. It can have you believing false evidence appearing real by the constant barrage, by the constant claiming of perceptions and thoughts and feelings to push an agenda across, but in fact, it's all huffing and puffing and and it makes up imaginary houses to blow down. What so is so, and that's that. What seemingly so is unso, and that's that. So if you're awake to being awake, which you are, then you will be able to see false evidence as just that, and then it will never be able to appear real because it needs a you to appear real too. Yeah. It cannot be real, it can only appear to be real to what's real. Yeah? It has no reality in and of itself. Like in Buddhism, say, this place is empty. Everything is empty of any quality other than emptiness, in a sense. It's not a long-lasting, independent, separate thing. It doesn't generate itself. Yeah? It's inherently empty. And the emptiness is truly what's completely full. It's the emptiness, the emptiness of things. So there's appearances of things, but there's no things that appear. What's appearing is mind, dreaming. This is the reality, lending reality to things by taking itself to be a thing. If it didn't come into this ball game identified as a body, this thing wouldn't look as real at, real at all. You'd see right through it. But because it's given relevance to this, for this to be relevant, all the other things have to be relevant. You may not like what's going on, but it's in complete, the mental state completely needs things to prove it's a thing. So when recovery says there'll be a new freedom and a new happiness, any freedom and happiness that was, would be given meaning by the mental state would just be another moth version of the same old happiness and freedom. Yes? That which can't be free can only appear to be free. And it can't... Oh, sorry, I knocked it off. I get boisterous here. Yes? Yes? It can only appear to be free to what is free. 
you and I are the reality. Like the Course in Miracles says, you and I are the dreamer, I like to use the word dreaming, you and I are the dreaming of this dream. You don't believe this is a dream, then why are we having subjective experiences? Why is the biggest player of any, like they say in physics, the biggest influence of any experiment is the observer of it. The biggest influence of any life is the liver of it, basically. It's a subjective experience, you could call it dreaming. So you and I are the dreaming of this dream. We forget that we're dreaming. Now how the hell do we do that? Well, from what I, I felt was true was I was constantly, the mental state was constantly remembering itself yeah, by using thoughts concerning the past and the future. Because when the mental system thinks about us, it thinks about us as a body, and it can place that body six years ago and think about it. And in that thinking about it, it remembers itself as a body now. And in that state of remembering myself as a body or as a dreamt object, yes, at that point I forget that I'm the dreaming, and in that condition I give everything I dreamt all the power to affect me. I think it describes everyone's day on this planet, if you want to believe there's a planet. But every person's day, that would be the skeletal event. We're the dreaming of this place. We forget that we're the dreaming because we identify with the dreamt, a body. And in that forgetfulness, we give everything, all the power to affect us that we've dreamt. Where's the solution? Where's there a solution that really is viable for someone who's in a small, contained environment with a live tiger? Where's the solution? Affirmations, there is no tiger, or it's truly my friend, or like this. Or, what would happen if, there's no way it's actually going to stabilize. You're not going to feel comfortable there, because you know the qualities of a tiger. It's sort of unruly, and anything can happen, you know? But what would happen is, instead of trying to make it unreal, you saw that you weren't real. Once this was seen not to be real, then the dreamt tiger would be seen very clearly as a dreamt tiger. Would, it, would its effects on you stay the same, or would they diminish greatly as soon as you saw it as dreamt? Yes, that's what happens. That's my. That's what's behind the idea of traveling lighter over years of time here because that's what occurs. You're not as scared of the dream because you're not identified as the dreamt. And what happens when you're not identified as the dreamt? You tend to land on what you truly are, which is the dreaming. You don't have to try to move it anywhere. It will go where it's going to go. It will go back to its source. Like Ramana Maharshi, a great master, says, you use self-inquiry, so you take the eye, the eye, the, the false eye, and it will lead you back to the big eye, because the eye is the source of all. So all roads lead back to that. Just like if you take the sound and you go back, it's going to bring you back to what's the hearing of it. Yeah? If you look at vision and you start going, this, this, it'll take you back to what's hearing it. There's no back beyond that. Yeah? This is all in front of the camera, this, and that is behind the camera. That's what happened with the realization things. You're like this, and these are safe realizations. You're having them, 
yes, it was a yes, much wiser than I was. You know, I'm feeling my very clear now, extremely clear. Yes. Let's see. Oh, yes. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, 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 oh. And now you see this. <laughs> the gig is up. Oh, it's like the emperor has no clothes because it's like you realize you're in front of the camera. <laughs> so, of course, you think you're going to go like this and see what's behind the camera, but you're behind the camera. <laughs> You can't, you can't, you know, like, oh, I'm just with a, you're never going to see it because you're it. <laughs> it doesn't matter if you think, oh, I don't care about it. <laughs> you know, or, what? I used to have, my friend used to have a beagle when we were kids, Daisy, and we'd be sitting here and here, and Daisy was there, and you'd be petting Daisy, and Daisy would look at this and go, and then bite the other person. <laughs> So we'd be people never saw it happen, and we'd be there, and we'd say, <laughs> I mean, like clockwork. Well, here it is, you know. You're trying to find what's looking. Oh, yeah, I understand what's looking. If you understand what's looking, that's a mental idea. That's a conceptual thing. That ain't it. What's looking is what you're looking for. All right. What, it's just like I, there's this one teacher I was reading years ago, and he was having a talk, and he had a transcription, you know, transcribable. So uh, uh, he went on a four-page, like, soliloquy about non-doership, you know? Beautiful, really nice riff. And then, then the next paragraph started, student, and then this lady asked him, okay, I got it, now what do I do? <laughs> See? This is the dilemma of the program, yeah? It's constantly going to reinsert itself. Yeah? It's like the clone who's programmed as a person hears that it's a clone. Yeah? Do you think the clone hears it? The programming of being a person hears it. That's the first myth that goes up and goes, ah! So the clone hears that it's a clone. Yeah? Super clearly, the evidence is completely there. But what's going to hear that, what's going to assume gets that, is the programming of being a person. Which is going to neuter the message, yes? Because now, a person's idea of being a clone could probably be much different than a clone's idea of being a clone. Yeah? That's it. This mental process is quick, but it can't out-gunsling out what's always here. Your inherent state is prior to all this. The fastest speeding bullet in time cannot surpass the timelessness. Yeah? The timelessness precedes everything. Beingness precedes everything. Not touched or not sullied by anything that's happening around here. It's in and of itself complete. It's not in any form of processing or completion. Therefore, there's no time. It doesn't see anything other than seeing, therefore there's no time to see something. Yes? And there's no spatialness to see it in. That's here. It may be unspoken, it may seem to be so totally silent, it may seem to be totally absent here, but that's because of the, the dominant programming. If you could see that maybe you're not the center of the system called self, 
Maybe you're not the sense, that feeling of being a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. Maybe all the feelings of being ungrateful uh, and all those thoughts are just fabricated by the mental state. That none of, none of them speak for you. They are always speaking to you, but none of them speak for you. None. Never. Maybe there would be a, a lightening of the freaking load here. Maybe then you could enjoy peace of mind. You would sense the presence of the Spirit. You would comprehend the word serenity and no peace. All these things would start becoming obvious to you without thought or effort on your part. They'll just happen because the mind will shift out of... It's sort of like in a very strict yoga posture of selfing, of self-centeredness. It's like only one asana and it's stuck there. Yeah. And everything that comes to it, it, it receives it by that posture. It can't open up because it's locked into this format. Yes, seemingly, seemingly. It's only appearing to be so. And that's the solution. If you start questioning it, it will crumble before your eyes. And just because it appears before your eyes, you'll get the hit. It cannot possibly be me. Because what's seeing it? What's seeing that which I used to look from? What's seeing it now? Did this suddenly arise and just show up? Or was that always so, but it wasn't being paid any attention to? Because I was obsessed with this idea of being Paul. I'd say it's the latter. It's been always available at all times, right where we are, with no requirement necessary to meet it. sound like they're in a hurry. <coughs> it's probably not going to work. <laughs> Where are they going? You can't transcend an imaginary place. If we could have, we would have already with drug addiction. <coughs> Maybe I can't be the greatest meditator, but I can sure cocaine, shoot cocaine. And, you know, I let that go as far as it could possibly go, putting my life at threat many, many, many times for the rush. And when all said and done, it really never changed a damn thing. Yeah. It was just an spirituality to me, too. You run against a, an idea that you can't grasp, which is you can't get out of an imaginary place. It's not going to be successful. Now, you can appear to be out of a place, but you're not that you that can appear to be in and out of places. What you are can never have been bound and never needs to be free. It's inherently so. It's not a condition that's going to be produced or come about by any effort or act. It's a state that's prior to all states. A stateless, stateless, stateless state. Yeah. I, you know, to me, look at all the things we did, seemingly, as an action figure. If I go to my hometown, there's no plaque in space saying, this is where Paul fucked this thing up. No, it's like nothing fucking ever happened. I have to conjure it up by memory. 
Really? Is, uh, is really the past nipping at my heels? If you turn around, it's right now. It's not. It's all this, it's the fabrication going on in the head. It's like a, it's like a travel movie in timelessness. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's got this giant, you know, <laughs> historical chronological story of me with huge interruptions that are like uh, glossed over. You know what I mean? And so that the, 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 the continuity of the narrative can continue. And sometimes it gets more insane and can, you can't even take it anymore. Sometimes it's like, it's narrating today based on 1985. You know what I mean? Like, I'm thinking I'm going to meet an 18-year-old girl. I'm 60 now. <laughs> I mean, if I meet an 18-year-old girl, it's going to be under s- suspicious circumstances, probably. <laughs> you know, but the mental state has only a few loops, you know. It, it just keeps, it's like those tins, tins of, just, you just, you do the movement, you're seeking and searching and this and that, and it's like a grinder, an organ grinder. Oh, you're never going to get it. It's just the same thing. It's like, the, it's that hamster cage which, and the hamster wheel, which needs a hamster to be a wheel. If a wheel's never moving, could it be called a wheel? Or it's like a, like a state, you know, stagnant donut shape, but it's not a wheel. That wheel never moves in the hamster cage without the hamster in it. <laughs> It's the hamster that provides the juice that defines the hamster wheel. Without the ha- without the hamster, there would be no hamster wheel. It wouldn't be a, it was it wouldn't be wheeling. It's not moving. This is what we do. We keep missing the biggest player here, which is us. We keep missing it. We keep seeing that at every scene of every crime, I was there. You know, all my twenty relationships that never worked out. There was one constant me. It's just escaping my attention. That there's one feeling of being the thinker for thousands of thoughts my head is claim. Stop thousands and thousands. You know how exhausting it is to claim, claim all day? It shows how empty it truly is because it lacks any kind of relevance but what it can attach to. Yeah? While what you are doesn't say a damn thing ever. It's completely what it is at all times. Always available. There you go. There's too many people today that take any questions. So. <laughs> Just write them down and put them in the basket as we pass away, and I'll get back to you written written answers. <laughs>